Hey, security peeps, we are live with an edition of Breaking into Cybersecurity, and it is CISO Thursdays today. I am Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter, helping awesome leaders hire great talent. And I am here with a very dear, awesome person who was here last week and the people said, bring her back, bring her back. <laughs> I am here with Erica P. Rowe. Say hi to everybody, Erica. Hi to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I told Erica, I said, um, last week, it was so funny. Um, we did a fundraiser. And while we were doing a fundraiser, we talked about new year, new career, all of this good stuff. And Erica was giving some awesome tips around communications. And we know how much that tends to be a challenge in our space. So I said, Erica, can you please come back? Well, I said, Erica, and then the people said, bring her back, bring her back. And you know what happens when, when you all say, bring them back, we bring them back. Um, so it's just going to be us today. Chris Fallon and James Azar are both out um, see, we got some people chiming in already. Hi, um, Cedric is here. Hey, Cedric, greetings. Mm -hmm. um, anyone who, before we get started, as you all know, we are trying to grow our YouTube channel. So please, please, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, and so you can hit the notification bell so you can see us and know when we're coming on. Every, as everybody knows, we come on every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. And if you are watching us um, and also on your favorite listening platforms. So that's um, announcement number one. Announcement number two is that we have a, a, a new website, which is kind of cool. Um, and I will put that plot that I want to make sure I have the right <laughs> website URL. So I'll be sure to put that in the chat later so you can check us out on our new website. And on the website, we have all of the episodes you can watch go back years and years and see us uh, carry on <laughs> for CISO Thursdays. Um, and then thirdly, the Power Up Women's Conference um, is coming up on March 12th. We did a fundraiser last Friday. It was nuts. I was on Zoom for, or Zoom, I was on live for nine hours. Oh, Lord. Um, and we had some awesome talks. People come in talk about um, all types of ways to enhance your career. So that is actually on YouTube. It's nine hours long. We're working on the clips <laughs> and stuff, but you can watch the whole entire thing if you so choose to um, and revamp your whole career. Um, because Erica was on there talking about communication styles and stuff like that, which we're going to talk about today. Um, we had people talking. We had um, Jason Blanchard literally had you do a whole resume from scratch. He's helped almost 200 people find jobs and break into cybersecurity since um, 2020. So almost two years and it's been 200 people. He was phenomenal. He came on and gave a talk. So we're going to be snipping, breaking up the segments and sharing them out there. But we did it because they're fundraising for the Power Up Women's Conference teens um, the teens is something that I'm a part of. I absolutely love them. Erica's actually going to be speaking at the conference too. She's doing the whole, she's emceeing the whole conference. Um, and what the conference, what the what we specifically doing for the teens is um, introducing them to careers in STEM. So there's going to be a STEM project. 
There's also also going to be speakers, inventors. We have a gaming designers. I mean, all types of people to come in and show these young ladies how they can have various careers in STEM. Um, and a lot of them come from disenfranchised communities and hence why we tend to, we are fundraising to ensure that all of the young ladies that participate get a STEM kit. So I'm going to put that up so you all can donate <laughs> for a good cause. So we want you to do that. And tell us where you're chiming in from. I see some people here. Let us know where you are calling from or you are uh, listening for viewing from. Um, it is raining here in Northern Virginia, right, Erica? It is. It is. It's a, it's a, I feel like it's a solemn, like not solemn in a bad way. Like it's a nice calming. That's the I right feel like it's a. I feel like it's a lounge wear kind it's of. Totally day. lounge. It's total hoodie day. I forgot <laughs> to tell you, we, we're hoodie crew. Ah! We do t-shirts and hoodies often. <laughs> well, I wish you had told me. I went all cutified. I was like, oh. Okay. I know. You look fabulous. You look fabulous. So some folks shouting us out. So um, Scott wants to know, do we have a Rumble channel? I am not sure. So I have to ask James Azar. He's the man who um, who pulls all our channels and stuff together. We definitely, YouTube for sure, LinkedIn. I know James has a lot of his stuff on um, different platforms, but I'm not sure, Scott. I will ask. Uh, David says, hey, Renee, long time no see. Yes, David, long time no see you too. I'm here. I'm in and out. Samuel says hi from VA. Samuel, we're in Virginia. Yay, where are you in Virginia? We are here too. <laughs> Seattle, Samuel. Samuel I, said, "No, I'm sorry." Subir, he's in Seattle, rainy town with mm, the umbrella. Mm, <laughs> rain, mm, rain, and rain in Seattle. We're, yes, we're in we're in loco. Like I always tell folks, it's not because we're crazy. Although there are some cray cray people here, um, but it's Loudoun County, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in neighboring Fairfax County. Very close, though. Very yes, close. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> David, David said, I will pass a link on to our franchise group. Our focus is on girls in STEM and kids in STEM at Code Ninjas. Woohoo! Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Actually, yes, David. I will connect with you afterwards um, because I definitely want to um, connect with other organizations because we are definitely um, the Teen Con has been going on. It's actually called the Teen Edition um, for about four or five years now. And I think I've been with it, with it for about three or so and it's just growing and growing and growing and not only do we focus on stem as a component and we're doing the stem component um more so this year but we usually do with the teen girls is we um we had like fashion and makeup we had um we had self we had someone come in and show them how to defend themselves so self-defense we had a group of wardens that talked to them about human trafficking and what to look out for um, so it's really um, the, the the conference CEO was on last Friday and she talked about the whole human and how the reason why she came up with this power up women's conference is because typically you go to conferences based on your your job, your work or what have you. But not often do you have like a conference that takes care of all of you, all different facets. Your and so we try to being, do your whole, whole being. being, exactly yeah. all the facets. So this conference, so we do the same thing for the <clears> teens. <throat> so it's not only about future careers, what you can learn, all those various things. It's also like, you know, I want to understand how to do my makeup better. I want to know how, you know, 
how life, I can look life, my best. Yeah. Lifestyle, skills. Lifestyle, life lesson. Exactly. Everyday stuff. How if someone comes up to me, you know, self-defense, all those good things. So, Erica, you want to chime in and say anything about it? Because I know you've been there for a few years now and have rocked the house. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. And and it's funny because I the first year I want to, well, was that the first? uh, I cannot remember. This is my third year. So this is 2022. So 2020 and then we'll go back. But no, I was introduced to Bernadette. Um, she approached me about just, you know, like coming on board and being the um, the host slash um, MC. And I, you know, that's my background. And so it, it was a no brainer for me, especially as it relates to, you know, empowering our um, community, women in general, and, and of course, the teen. So, you know, unfortunately, I haven't been able to kind of peek in to the teen side because I'm usually with, um, you know, the, the, the more seasoned ladies um, <laughs> side of it. But oh, my gosh, I have friends who, you know, they bring their their daughters and and, you know, the, the girls just leave with so much, gosh, resource and tools and empowerment. And so the conference itself as a whole, and last year it was the first time it was virtual. And that was a little different for me, um, you know, being the MC and loving that in-person experience. But you will not be disappointed with this conference at all. I mean, you I am amazed at Bernadette Carroll and, and, you know, what, what God has done and giving her that vision for the, cause this is what the eighth year or the eighth year. I know. I didn't even know about it until four years. And I'm just like, wait, where have I been? (laughs) Right. So folks send your spouses, send your partners, send your daughters. Um, I'm going to put the link up, but we'll go through yes, some more people please. and then we'll talk about what um, Erica is doing here today. <laughs> what is Erica doing? So, uh, <laughs> Stephen Upshaw, he always comes. Hey, Stephen, checking in from San Diego, sunny San oh, Diego. Nice. Um, Scott says, hi, looking forward to some icy roads in the Hudson Valley. Oof. Icy roads. Keep that. Good luck. <laughs> oh, San Diego's in Woodbridge. Alvin's yeah, here from Hot Atlanta. Hot Hotlanta, Hotlanta. See, we got the communicator here. Clarence is here from Macon and Rocket City. Where's Rocket Where's Rocket? City? <laughs> we said the same thing. Where's Rocket Where's City? Rocket City. That's cool. Hmm. That's very cool. So oh. back to Erica and why you are all here today. So Erica hmm. is, and the reason why we invited her here on CISO Thursday. So we all know that all of us um, are consistently trying to get better and grow in our careers. And I know from our, all of the 99 conversations that we've had over the past three years, uh, we are always talking about um, communications and how to communicate, executive communications, communicating uh, through various mediums. So, you know, communicating like this, written communication, um, you know, in, in interviews, just across the board. So when Erica was here last week, she was sharing some tips. She had heard, she had just come from a conference. I think she's going to talk to you about this, um, where she was listening to some women and they were saying, you know, I could never get up in front of a room. I can't, I, I can't communicate like that. You know, how do you do this so well? 
So she's so she and I are gonna do a QA and you all know you guys can jump in at any time and ask questions. Um but Erica's new to us, so I told Erica, look, this is a very lively, like we have a good time. <laughs> we, have, we have a crowd. All about it. <laughs> and you all will ask the great questions that you always do because she is um, an expert in communications um, and customer experience as a whole, which I thought was cool because we tend to talk about, you know, being in IT and understanding the business. And when you understand the business, how much more valuable that makes you to the organization, because you're not just this person in IT, you know, or this person in security, you understand how everything fits together. So Erica talked to us about her, you know, her, her experience in some of the biggest brands in the world and the customer experience there and how we can take some of the information that she has and um and utilize it for our own career. So we're going to continue on with this whole providing um, expertise in the communication space. And Erica, before I let you jump in, I'm going to shout some more people out. Yes, um, please. What's the North Carolina? Cujo. North Dakota. Cowjo. Okay. Tell us how to pronounce that. Williston, North Dakota. Very cool places. We'll chime in from everywhere. Another, another San Diego person. Hey, Rosa. Uh, <laughs> joining from the frozen tundra of North Dakota. Keep it, keep it there, please. Keep it there. Oh, I'm an island girl, so. Semar is in Colombia, right? I was just thinking, no, I, was, I, I wasn't in Colombia, but I was close. Colombia, Maryland. Okay, so Erica, mm. I will kick it off or hand it over to you, let you chat with these folks, and then we could um, do some Q&A. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to be back. Um, it, you know, I was saying to Renee that ultimately last week, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, uh, if you weren't on last week, and you do not feel like watching nine hours... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna clip your piece out and share it, okay? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I was just gonna reiterate a little bit of what I I shared, but um, you know, initially when when I was asked to you know come on and and kind of share my expertise in in addition to um, you know the Power Up Women's Conference, yes, I am again and super excited to be the, the MC and the host for that. I said to Renee, I was like, yeah, but that's, this is all like tech stuff. This is going to go over my head. Um, you know, and we had a really good laugh about that because initially as she started talking, I was like, okay, I'm falling asleep. Bad communication. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> well, I have to tell them, I'll tell them what yeah, we you talked tell about. Them. So <laughs> I was saying to Erica, no, we were talking about, Erica was in behind the scenes and I think they were talking about patches oh. or patch management. And I said, I think it was two weeks ago or so. I said, oh, you know, can you explain? Cause there are people on here that may not even know what patch management is. And we were talking about Chris, James and somebody else and I were talking collectively talking about how patch management could be a good entryway into a, a company. <laughs> and so Erica goes, Patch management, I thought that was something, a patch, something you put over your eye. And it made me laugh out loud because we're so in our heads when it comes to this space. And this is a person completely out. She's like a patch. Like, like an eye patch. Don't judge me, y'all. Don't judge me. Um, but you know, but but it 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 also lends to um 
much like what we, we talked about, Renee, it's the communication, right? We assume, you know, when we're having conversations that everybody understands us. They must understand because I'm in that industry. And then when you are out of that industry and you're trying to have conversations with common, I just say common folk, okay? No no disrespect needed. Um, Ment, I'm sorry, but when you are in that space where you're so used to having, you know, that level of conversation, you forget how important it is to kind of take it down a notch. Um, and so that's where that all, you know, when I came on board, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. All right. Now I learn a little bit more because I truly, truly believe that it's important to learn something new every day. Um, still don't know if I could ever explain what a patch is, but now if it comes up, as my husband would say, it's cocktail conversation, right? Oh, it's a patch. Oh, it's something in cybersecurity, something, something, something. So, um, and, and just real briefly about me, my background is, as Renee uh, mentioned, um, it ultimately is in uh, hospitality, um, working, you know, with and, you know, for the, the Ritz-Carlton, um, you know, for a few years in guest relations. And that is all about communication and effective communication, any kind of customer service forward facing or even a back office because I, I one of the one of my joys with that experience was being able to communicate not just with the guests but really the heart of the house where you know that's our your internal system right they run the entire organization from the heart of the house the back of the out the house and that can be um, relatable to any corporation and so you know, for me, communicating forward facing as well as, you know, um, with fellow colleagues, that is 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 key. And so some of what I was sharing with um, Renee last week, it ultimately came down to conversations I have had over the years with um, uh, professional women and men, but mainly women as well as, uh, you know, those small business owners out there. And part of what really stuck with me is their confidence level and how that can affect how you communicate overall. So what I was sharing with Renee, and I'm glad you brought it up because I had put that little piece of paper away. I, I was searching through it as you said that. So part of what I had shared with her were just some of the conversations and, you know, speaking to professional women. And basically, you know, some have said, you know, if only I had more confidence. And that's that's key because having that confidence and showing up for yourself is how you convey or how you present yourself when you are speaking, your body language and all of that. And then one one in particular says, I don't speak up because I'm afraid I'll sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. That that really stuck with me. I'm not sure I have what it takes. So I don't even try to get promoted. Or I've missed events and opportunities to meet new people because I just don't know what to say. And so that's really how that conversation got started. And Renee was like, you know what? It really does come down to communication. Uh, how do we communicate effectively to show up confidently? And I want to chime in here if I yes. can. Um, and even ask the audience, isn't that we, we talk about stuff like this all the time, you know? Specifically, that last comment you said. Mm -hmm. um, I've, missed, 
I've missed up events and opportunities mm -hmm. to meet new people because I don't know what to say. Because we, we are a lot of technology folks tend to be introverts. And so even with, with social media, you know, or in-person events, mm -hmm. networking events, it's like, well, what do I say? How do I start the conversation? What, you know, I'm, I'm missing, you know, something is, you know, you, you're trying to do it. Um, but we've heard that a number of times, specifically when it comes to um, technology folks. Mm -hmm. So it was when, when, when that came across, it really resonated with me because I said, oh, we hear that often too. Right, so, right. Erica, what are some of the things that you have said to these people and you would tell our audience in terms of overcoming things like that? Um, it's just like sports. <laughs> Right. We talked a little bit about that. Um, ultimately, it's it's a learned skill. Right. It's not a one and done. Um, I'm from Jamaica, so I'm going to give a shout out to my uh, fellow Caribbean folks out there. But think about um, Usain Bolt or think about any athlete in, 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 in particular at the top of their game. You will hear how much time is spent in investing in that skill. So even though you may feel very apprehensive, you, gosh, the butterflies are in your stomach and you're just like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm walking into this room and folks, I'm going to be judged. Uh, you know, I don't know what to say. Guess what, folks? You still have to do it. <laughs> That's just the bottom line. And the more you do it, the more you realize, oh my gosh, come on, it was not that hard. So a quick hack that I, um, one of the, the um, things that I share with um, my audience and my ladies is, you know, a lot of times when we are walking into a particular situation, it's if we take the, the focus off ourselves and put it onto someone else, meaning you're going to enter a room. It's a networking event. You know, you do not know anyone there. A trigger, a great trigger, right? You're walking in before you even touch that door or the entrance, you stop. And instead of the focus being, oh my gosh, I wonder what I'm wearing. Oh, you know, I forgot to, you know, get a tie, you know, for the guys or, you know, the ladies are checking and we're double and triple checking. Instead of the focus being on you, walk in with the focus being on someone else in the room. And what do I mean by that? When you walk through the door, it's an automatic, just scan the room real quickly. Find that one person, whether it, you know it's a guy or um, a lady, and focus on them. Meaning, oh my gosh, I love her earrings. Oh, what a sharp suit. And beeline directly to that person. Now, granted, they might be in a group of, um, you know, uh, folks talking and so on and so forth. But the moment you stop thinking about your nervousness and start putting it out there to the person that you're going directly to, you would be amazed at the shift in your energy. Right. So that's one quick hack. And I think we even talked about the, the eye contact thing as well, how it can seem weird to stare directly into someone's eyes. But ultimately, I'm telling you, the, and, and Renee said it after I said it, it's 
if someone doesn't look you directly into your eye, what? let me ask the audience, what does that do for you? If you're talking to someone and they're not giving you eye contact, what is your thought process? And I'll share mine. But Renee had her, her comments on it as well. And she was like, wait, I never thought about it that way. So if someone is not giving you eye contact, and let's all think about it on a professional level, right? Whether you're showing up to an interview or you are the interviewer or you're in a networking um, environment and they're not giving you eye contact, how does that make you feel overall? And I love the audience to chime in on this because I always love hearing, you know, folks' comments. Yeah, I'll, I'll start off. Well, there are a couple okay. comments in here. Okay. Before we get to those comments, okay. that'll probably start coming in shortly. Absolutely. Um, is first, I'll share mine that mm-hmm. we talked about last week. When um, I always, especially if I'm in a room, if somebody's looking behind or looking past me, if I'm talking to them, I'll, I'll be like, "Well, what's over there?" You know, like I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what's going on back there. <laughs> like if they're looking, they're talking, or they're talking to you, but then they're looking somewhere else. It's like, oh, what's happening over there? What's going on over there in the corner? Right. Um, and so that that's always it's like you know the person's to me it's like they're distracted. Like, okay, mm-hmm. what is it? What's happening? And should I be looking over there too? Type right. Of a situation. Um, but Will actually, he chimed in and said, mm-hmm. if someone isn't giving me eye contact, I tend to think that they may be neurodivergent <laughs> and tend to make adjustments in demeanor to make them feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I like mm-hmm. that. I like mm-hmm. that. I love that as well. True. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it can be conveyed. Will, thank you for that. It can be conveyed, in my opinion, to be, well, what I'm saying is not significant. Or on the other spectrum, it's, well, what are they hiding? It's, you know, what are, you know, it's not, a. I feel like I can't trust you. Like there's something behind the fact that you're not giving me eye contact as well as it's disrespectful, in my opinion, right? And so on the flip side of that is, if you are uncomfortable with mm-hmm. making eye contact as well, how do you overcome that? How do you get past that? Because going back to that sport, sports analogy, it takes practice. And so one of those little hacks that I shared with Renee last week is instead of looking directly into the eye of the person, look at their forehead. And I challenge, and I don't know if you 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 got off and did it at all, um, Renee, but I challenge you, um, our audience, to try that. Because here's the thing. I, I do not want it to be a case where we feel that, well, I put it out there as everyone can absolutely do these things. There are some folks that are challenged in terms of, you know, experiences and just are not comfortable. So that is one way that you can overcome just that one thing. So over time, you're getting used to looking at their forehead when they're, when you're speaking with them. And then over time, you actually start making eye contact and you don't even realize that you had started doing it. So mm-hmm. that's one way to do that as well. I appreciate your, your comments, um, Will. I really like that as well. And yes, going back to that, adjusting your you know, um, um, behavior sometimes mm-hmm. um, can also put that person at ease and bring the conversation back to you. So, right. And then David says they might process information in a way 
They don't make eye contact while considering how they respond or interact. So I always give people a bit of space at first to learn body language and cues. That is perfect. I totally agree. And I actually have that in my notes as well in terms of body language, how your body language will say a lot about who you are as a person and what your communication style is. So careless body language, right, can also undermine the message that you are trying to convey. Mm -hmm. And this is where the, you know, the spoken word, you know, if it doesn't match with your body language, there can be a serious disconnect overall. So, and it can be confusing. So um, I I love my notes because I want to stay on on track. So, you know, for example, if you speak and listen with your arms in front of your chest, this could relay a number of negative messages, right? Your audience might think you're a defensive, angry, or disinterested, especially if you don't look at them and turn away Mm. sideways, right? So the folded arm sends those signals that people are supposed to stay away from you. But an open arm, right, hands down, is welcoming as well. So, okay, let me see what Stephen says here. And Stephen says, for some cultures, it is disrespectful to make eye contact. We have to be aware and sensitive of other countries, other cultures at, as well. Absolutely. I spent a lot of time overseas. That's a, such a good point. Absolutely, Stephen. And I totally agree with you. And that sign of respect in the Asian culture is the, you know, and so absolutely learning, learning, you know, learning and growing as to the different cultural um cultural um, attributes as well is absolutely important. So yes, yes, I totally agree with that, Stephen. Absolutely. So uh, so that's one in terms of the eye contact and how you can overcome that. And then, you know, just going back to effective communication as a good leader. Um, and I understand that, you know, much of our audience might consider themselves, they don't consider themselves leaders, right? But this is for folks who are born into leadership or coming into leadership, or you just never know when you're going to be put in the position of leadership. Right. And so it's important to be able to affect, um, to communicate effectively. So, so in every opportunity for leadership, we know that, you know, there are pitfalls and there are tough times and the successes and all of that, but learning how to communicate effectively um, to your chosen audience your chosen audience. So that's also important. It's knowing your audience when you're communicating ultimately. So part of that is, you know, in the course of our day as leaders, you know, it could be staff, it could be shareholders, it could be business partners, um, prospective business partners, vendors, customers. I mean, the list goes on and on, but ultimately it's knowing who your audience is. And even going back to, um, was it Stephen who said culturally, you know, the eye contact, that's also knowing your audience. Right. That is super important overall. That's um, so important. Erica, I, I yes. wanted to chime in because absolutely, I was at a, um, I'm doing a talk next week mm-hmm. and we, the group of us that are doing this talk, we each, we had to rehearse. So we did a rehearsal and um, the, uh, the, the educator, the person who was kind of giving us the critiques, she was so adamant about, and we, and we know this because we've all been through this, but knowing your audience, knowing your audience. And so like one of the talks had to do with um, 
it was interesting, but it, it, it came, something came up about rodents and we, it's a lunch. <laughs> it's a lunch. And so she was okay. like, you want to be, <laughs> you want to be cognizant of using certain, certain examples at certain times, you know, right. and then, and then she also made comments about, you know, some of the things that we could say pre pandemic that may come off insensitive. We might not think that because we're either making right. a joke or whatever, but just, she was just giving these examples and she said, remember your audience. Like it's all about the audience. So when you, when you made that point just now, I wanted to, to yes. chime in there because that's so key. And as soon as you finished, I'm going to yes. go back to some comments that were made earlier about some of the other topics that we talked about. Yes. Yes. But you're absolutely correct. Right. Um, you know, as I just listed a few of them, but ultimately it's that it's being flexible in your communication styles being flexible in your communication styles. And so, for instance, I mean, what I would, or, or, and there's, I talk about tone as well a little bit later on, but how I would speak to my 15 year old son versus my 21 year old son versus my husband versus my, um, you know, a business, a a fellow uh, business owner versus my tone is going to be completely different. In addition to it is what I say as well. So that's why it's super important because um, coming across as being, um, oh gosh, I, I liken it to having a conversation once with a few years back um, with my experience at the Ritz as a guest was you know, checking in. And what I love about the Ritz-Carlton culture is Um, It's ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen, whether you're a guest or you are an employee. And I had a really interesting um, interaction with a guest and I was empowered to ensure that how I communicated, I received the same respect back from that guest. And so, you know, it's really it, and I, t- I have it in my notes as well for a little bit later on, but it's really about putting yourself in the position of that person sometimes, right? Um, you know, how, you know, how would you want to be treated? It's a treat colleagues the way your best boss treated you. That's such a good point. Such so. a good point. <laughs> couple, couple comments that were here earlier. Um, so David said, as a copywriter in tech, I'm very excited. I decided to tune in today. Us oh. too, David. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Um, Xavier said mm. he just learned to start speaking up. So oh. be brave, be confident in your own ability. Yes, yes. We're going to talk about confidence for sure. It might be next week's uh, or the next talk, but I yeah. love that, Xavier. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. All right. And so second point I wanted to make was being a good listener. Oh my gosh, we've all heard the saying, we were given two ears and one mouth. Listen twice as much as we speak. And listen, hand in the ear, I am that person, okay? I will go on and on. But over the years, I've recognized that, and this I've learned from just interactions with some incredible folks. My husband brought it up the other day as well. um, Whereby, have you ever been in a room with someone that they're not always the person that speaks up the most in the conversation when you're having a meeting, right? However, 
when they do speak up, everyone leans in. That has been part of um, something that I myself continue to hone because being a good listener, you can, <laughs> you, it is super powerful. This conveys to the person, your audience, how interested you are, leaning into what they are saying and being, being a, did I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm getting this right. Being a active listener which or passive listener, active listener, whereby you're able to repeat. Active. Yes, you're able to repeat what they have said to you because what that says is, wow, gosh, I am important. What I had to have to say is important, right? I did this one activity where um, her name is Star Babatoon, if you um, <laughs> are out there, right? Um, she is part of the Les Brown um, uh, coaching style. And so we went through this activity and it was just, it was amazing because essentially you had to repeat back. So I'm having a conversation with you, Renee, and you say everything. And the challenge was do not try to pop in and say, oh, yeah, 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 I totally get it. Oh, that happened to me too. Oh my gosh, yes, 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 right? I shoulda, woulda, coulda. Stop shooting on people, people. Stop shooting on people. Don't don't say what I think I said. But, <laughs> um, but essentially, it was really important because after the person has finished speaking, you now had to repeat what they said to you. And that meant it's, so Renee, what I heard you say is, right? And if you are not actively listening to that person, because we can tune out everyone and everywhere, but ultimately the truth is that being a good listener, it shows empathy, value opinions, and we are constantly learning from others rather than thinking they have all the answers. So I just wanted to share that as well how important that is to be. I, I, I think that's so important. And I, I struggle with that sometimes where I'm like, <laughs> ah, I want to jump in because I got a similar story. And like, you know, but you have to realize. <laughs> it's not about you. Right. Right. It's like, it's even, not though, even if that person is coming back to tell you the story, this is the third time you've heard it. Ooh, that's yeah. a challenge. Oh right? yeah. That's a, that's a huge, that's one of mine. I might have to cook. I, I need to consult with you. <laughs> I need your services. <laughs> um, so let's see. There was one. I wanted to um, chime in about another yes. comment. David, sure. he said, I learned late in my career, you have to um, wallflower to learn the language in those events until you're comfortable in those spaces or on that level of discussion. It's also surprising how non-industry knowledge is still relevant. Mm, so David, yes. yeah, this is when we talked about the networking, going into the rooms. Um, and I'm thinking also networking online because that's another interesting environment. Like, you know, nowadays we could have these crazy, these Zoom calls or whatever, and it's Mm -hmm. a ton of 30 people 50 you know a lot of people you should say that let me get my notes on that <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good one to, to kind of bring up too and then another comment here Samuel says I yes, can be, 
I can provide all the answers, but something they keep asking me, what am I saying due to his heavy accent? Oh, any kind of um, Mm. any kind of feedback for that or any kind of recommendations or tips, because that's a especially with international, you know, and I know this is the case across the board, but in technology, we definitely have like a very um, international lot of diversity. Uh huh. Yes. And I'll say this, Samuel, um, I'm from Jamaica, so. Our, ever so often my patois comes out and I, you know, <laughs> it's a challenge. <laughs> However, um, I can understand how, you know, even, and you can tell me, Samuel, if this, and let me ask you, does that give you, um, does that affect your confidence when you're speaking? Because, you know, ultimately it's, gosh, here it is again. I'm going to ha- have to explain myself 10 times over. Does that, what does that do, if anything, to, to your confidence? I would think it might be even, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to answer for him, but I, mm-hmm. I would think that it might be frustrating. Like, you yeah. know, and then you may shut down and not want to say anything because it's mm-hmm. like, well, they're going to ask me 45 times and I don't want to repeat myself and say it in nine, you know, a bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to add in outside of, international accents I think about local accents oh so you know like you get to some neighborhoods even in I was in not D I think I was in DC and I was like what did they say (laughs) you can't you you are so correct and I know sometimes being in New York it's like what are they saying you (laughs) are so correct you are so correct but ultimately you know um that is over time, I, I, as you mentioned, Renee, it, 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 I'm absolutely sure it's frustrating. Um, but when you think about when you think about how what you're saying, how important it is to get that point across, sometimes it's it's ultimately, you know, asking, right? Asking the listener, if you are being clear, am I being clear in my explanation? What, what may I repeat? Or it's more, maybe we should have a one-to-one conversation, right? Because sometimes depending if you're in a group, that's going to detract from the overall dynamics of the group itself. So many times, um, Samuel, it may be asking the question of your audience, am I being clear? Do I need to repeat anything? And slowing down your speech. I know. It's, and let me go back to this. I find that when we, and I'll, I'll speak uh, from a female uh, perspective, the I am sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't apologize for your accent. That's just me. Don't apologize for it. I think it's a beautiful beautiful thing where you should be proud of, but I understand the challenge that might pose at times. So sometimes it really is just going back to, again, knowing your audience, knowing your audience, as we talked about in the very beginning. And so, and many times it's going to require that question. Is, the, is there further clarification needed? I'm looking forward to connecting with you one-to-one, right? make that invitation on the, and that ask be welcoming without 
making it seem like, well, I, I, I don't think I should be explaining myself over and over again. So that would be my suggestion on that. Right. And I, I have, I have also heard about the slowing down just in general. Yes. Because even me being from New York, everyone, we all, (laughs) you're just, you just talk fast. Exactly. Um, So being intentional about slowing down is what has definitely helped me in that space. So Samuel also adds in, I let my colleague do the talking all the time after we have had a discussion in the back. Hmm. So that's the, yeah. That's, that's the fix for now, Samuel. But I, I feel, I feel that there will be opportunities because, and this, this, again, I don't know the dynamics of your, of your um, part, business partnership, um, your colleague and so forth, but I want you to understand that you can absolutely shine as well. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you we, we can want ha- Samuel. You can you can absolutely shine as well. So again, it takes practice, but ultimately, if this is what's working for you now, I just feel like mm, there's there's just a little bit more tweaking, um, a little bit more enhancing in your communication skills that need to happen in order for you to you know just show up confidently in that meeting in front of that audience. Because here's the thing. What if your colleague is not around? Or people will start to think that your colleague is the person who knows all the answers. Like you, Precisely. It, 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 it's, it goes against, not against, but mm-hmm. the reason why you're here today is to right. hopefully help <laughs> with situations like this. Right. And right. I appreciate Samuel for sharing with us yes. because it's probably happening much more than we think. Agreed. And I didn't even think about it, especially from an accent perspective. Or, you know, like you think communication, I think anyway, not you, I, I think because we tend to think of ourselves in terms of what my challenge may be in terms of communication. So when you think about an accent or when one thinks about an accent and having to repeat yourself or having to, you know, feeling a bit frustrated or whatever, um, and then saying, you know what, I'm done. I'll just tell my colleague who understands Mm -hmm. me. And then the colleague gets like, the accolade, the mm-hmm. whatever, because the colleague's always the person in the front. You're always the person in the back. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I feel like I don't like that. <laughs> I definitely don't like that. As well. so <laughs> no, Samuel, no, what we're both saying is that you deserve to shine as well. And it's ultimately, as you know, as I mentioned um, earlier, it's just going to take a little bit of practice, a little bit of slowing down, and then owning that you do have a voice and you do have something to say because you sound like somebody who I would want to listen to. But then he knows what he's talking about exactly. because he's telling the colleague and the colleague's going there up in go. the front. It's like it's almost like a translator. Exactly. Like you don't need you a translator. You right. don't need a translator, Samuel. You don't. You don't ultimately. But thank you so much for being so vulnerable and, and transparent and sharing that. And I can relate to some degree as well, being being from the islands and yeah. Having folks in the in Jamaica, I'm like, what did they just say? Good Lord. And I'm from Jamaica. Um, but yes, I can relate. Okay, thank you so much. Yes, someone advised me to learn to speak slowly like Obama. Very slow. Exactly. Very intentional. Very single. And folks word. lean in. Mm-hmm. Folks lean in. So absolutely, Samuel. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear you speak on a bigger mm-hmm. stage. We have to Good. bring him on, Samuel. Yes. Now we have to have come up with a challenge. It's so funny. Every <laughs> time 
we have something like this and we're like, oh, we need a challenge. We need to bring people. <laughs> How do we help folks? How do we help? Erica, before we, I yes, mean, we're, yes, yes, we're, yes. we have about 10 minutes left, but I okay. want them to be aware of, um, of your, you, you have a free program that you're doing. Oh, um, yes. A, a free yes, yes. one day or a couple hours. And I want to yes. make sure I share that link before you go into your next topic. Talk a little bit about that while I pull the link up and I'll share Sure, it. It's in um, Eventbrite, but it's coming up next Tuesday and it is entitled Level Up, How to Seize Opportunities by Showing Up Confidently. And it's going to be an hour and a half. And essentially, it is really just going into a little bit more detail on some of the things that we just talked about, right? Some of the comments that I just made with um, these women. Now, it is targeted um, to women, but listen, women targeted, men welcomed. How about that? Um, But ultimately, it really is about communicating effectively and with confidence to own those opportunities, whether it is the, the the big sales job or, you know, the contract or it's the big presentation. Um, it's really giving you those tools, just simple tools to go in and, you know, walk into any situation with a little bit more confidence overall. So I'm really excited to be able to share that because it's something that I'm truly passionate about as it relates to, you know, our profession um, on a professional uh, aspect, as well as business owners. So this really is geared to um, professionals, women in business, um, business owners. um, And it really does speak to how we communicate in order to show up more confidently. So it is Eventbrite. I don't know if you found the link yet or not, but um, definitely get the tickets to that limited seating. Um, it's going to be in the Sterling area. Um, yeah, next Tuesday, the 8th uh, from 10 a.m. to 1130 a.m. So just come with your pens, pads. And this is not going to be a sit down and let's just listen to Erica talk. We are going to have some fun. We're going to have some activities and it's going to be well worth it. And more will be shared on my other programs at that event as well. So Erica, this is in person. Is it going to be virtual? It is, is in it person virtual? currently. It's in okay. person currently. Okay. Um, yes, it's totally in person currently. But yes, okay, that is the information. I'm also going to tag you. So I just put the link in the chat um, to the event, right, which is kind of long. So what I will do, though, but all these folks are on LinkedIn today. Most of the folks are on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, but I will also tag you. Perfect. So that they know to find you and you have it on your, and I will share this also because I saw the link that the um, posting, you have it on LinkedIn mm-hmm. that if, um, you know, people are in the area and they can attend, but if yes. they, if it becomes virtual, if you have a virtual component or something like that, um, they could connect in as well. And, or may- maybe just maybe you might make another virtual one. Like yes, duplicate it virtually, right? Hint, hint, hint. People maybe. are reaching out from all over the place. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But yes, yes, I'm, I'm excited to share that as well. So yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, great. So we any have- more questions in the comments that we before we go or no more questions yet. I was just looking for we have about five minutes. So yes. if anybody has any questions, here's your time. Um, <laughs> And Erica, is there anything yes. else that you wanted to share? You know, one of the things that I, oh, unless sure. you had something specific, 
Um, I know one of the areas that people tend to, everybody gets nervous when it comes to interviewing. Mm. So, and especially since a lot of these interviews are on Zoom. So you're now, you know, conscious of your, it's one thing to not see what you look like. <laughs> it's a different ball game when you're looking in your face <laughs> in that Zoom yes. screen. Um, so any tips, any, anything you can provide folks with being um, being calm or, or 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 calming themselves down, or just being effective when it comes to interviewing. Um, essentially everything. Uh, much of what I shared earlier in regards to, um, you know, being a good listener and you know your eye contact and your body language. Uh, Here's another quick thing. When we think about body language, we tend to forget that when we slouch, we're literally blocking off energy and how we speak and how we breathe and everything. So in all interactions, it's super important that we watch how we, right, our posture. That is extremely important. And what that says to your audience is that, you know what, I'm leaning in, I'm confident, I want to hear more or I have so much more to share. So that's something to consider in a Zoom presentation. And folks, for the love of everything that is important, please, 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 especially on a Zoom presentation, the distractions (laughs) behind you. This is a solid wall. I know I don't have anything up right now, but I'm okay with that because it distracts from um, you being... Uh, the main focus, as well as the person. Now, you can't control, obviously, the interviewer or the interviewee, but we're speaking about you and your appearance and your connection during that um, presentation and or interview itself. So it's really important that we think about our background, our posture, our tone of voice, um, our eye contact, and being great listeners. And that ultimately, that's really conveying confidence when you're able to do that. So that's what I would share with our audience for now, based on the time that we have. Um, Yeah, and just go out and kill it. We totally own this. Wow. It's so interesting (laughs) that you talk about the virtual, you know, the background, um, because my background tends to be plain behind Mm -hmm. me, just based on where I sit mm-hmm. when I do these most of the live discussions and, and, and actual interviews and stuff, because I'm interviewing people all day long. Of course. Um, and so it's interest, very interesting you say that because a, a lot of what we see on TV shows or what have you, like, you know, you think about when people were in their homes during the height of the pandemic mm. and they had some kind of something behind them. It wasn't right. just a clear background. Um, and I think pe- people have been duplicating that. And sometimes it's not, it's nice to look to see, but to your point, you're looking at what's going on, you know, Oh, that's a pretty, you know, yeah, it's <laughs> a pretty vase or look at those beautiful flowers or what book is that, that they're reading? You know, it's just, it's additional um, layers. Yeah. But they could be looked at as distractions. I didn't even think about it like that. Wow. (laughs) I learned something new. So that's definitely something that our audience really needs to consider as well. And going back to that, I mean, you know, during when we started, when the pandemic started, a lot of us were so laid back. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm just going to hop on this Zoom, no big deal. But that has shifted tremendously. And in order for you to make that kind of 
um, impressive um, impact. Mm-hmm. You have to think about all the all the pieces involved with with your presentation of you overall. Right. So right. yes, absolutely. Right, right, right. All right. Well, Erica, before we go, any final questions, folks? Erica's about to leave. Um, <laughs> while she's while we're checking to see if there's any other comments, I um, want to reiterate again. I will reach out to you folks to get money for these teens. <laughs> so don't be shy, people. Be be ready when I ping you in your inbox in your little my LinkedIn messages. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Uh, because it is near and dear to my heart, the teens. And so please, please, yes. please donate. Look for a um, look for a message from me in your LinkedIn <laughs> inbox. And I guess the YouTube people have to find you too. Um, but we definitely have to raise funds for these teens. So if yes. you see March the bottom the of the 12th. screen, yep. March 12th, 12th, Power Up Women's Conference Teen Edition. Um, there's a cash app. Actually, the website is powerupwomensconference.com super easy and then you could go on there and they give you various options um and erica's free event next tuesday i will share that as well and maybe even a virtual version for all the folks that are here and and beyond um (laughs) so we'll hopefully if that happens we'll get that out there too and um, I want everyone to have an awesome, awesome rest of your week. Yes, and a good weekend. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on this, Renee. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're happy to have you. And I know we're going to have you back. <laughs> I'm, ready. I'm ready. I have more to share. Next time we're going to talk about public speaking. Public speaking, folks. Will says thanks, Erica. Thanks, Renee. You're welcome, Will. It's always fun. And thank you all. As always, I always, always, always love how engaged this audience is. So thank you all for being here. Have a good one. Bye. Bye, everybody.